Hello, friends. This is Derek Kistner, founder and executive director of the Greater Peoria House of Prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you're hearing from me, my wife Mandy, or a trusted leader, it's my hope that it would serve you well in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're listening at home here in central Illinois, maybe in your vehicle, or even somewhere on the other side of the world. However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. This picture, no doubt, begins to make sense to Philip as he encounters him, and he hears him reading something that would have been familiar. He knew, obviously, this person is reading from Isaiah. So he wants to be able to now interact and ask some questions. And that one question breaks this thing wide open. And that's really important. And he just simply asks, do you understand what you're reading? Very straightforward question. But how many times do we get to a place where we're going along in life and we may feel like we're supposed to interact with someone and the Lord may be doing something, but we shy away. And guys, I'm not throwing stones here. Believe me, I've done it before. And you get to that point where you're like, oh, am I really supposed to do this? Should I say something to them? Should I not? You know, and we question it rather than often, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say? Like that, that could be the prayer right there is just simply asking the Lord, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to respond? How can I love on this person How can I love this person into the kingdom? You know, depending on where they're at, right? So taking the time for people matters. Taking the time to speak to them, taking the time to share with them and interact. And it can be a very simple question that can kick it off. And that's all he did. He asked the question. And so he begins to listen because as the eunuch was reading the passage of Scripture, He then says, okay, I have a question for you. Turns it around to Philip and says, look, I need you to tell me, is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So this allows the conversation to be directed with Philip by the Holy Spirit to help the eunuch know who Jesus is. Because he begins to speak and share about the passage And it says in verse 35, Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Well, if we go back and we see the portion from Isaiah, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. Who's he describing? Who's Isaiah prophesying about and talking about? Remember, this is, he's reading, obviously, about the Lord, but he's reading a prophecy. He's trying to understand it. He doesn't have anybody who's taught him it. And here comes Philip, literally out of nowhere, on the road, just shows up. There's a little bit of irony here about to happen. <laughs> so we see... Philip has some obedience in in the sense he's following the Lord and he's sharing what what God is giving him, which is really good because obviously this eunuch was somebody the Lord was trying to minister to. And that was that was the point. 
God was trying to get Philip to a place where he could see where the Lord was moving. And the Lord took him out of the town and said, I want you to go over here. And so he did. And sometimes we have situations where we feel like we're supposed to go somewhere or we're maybe supposed to do something, but we don't know exactly what God's up to. Or there may be times where we go, ah, yeah, you know, we got that thing at 6 o'clock tonight, but I'm just not feeling it. Mm. I just don't know if I should go. I just don't know if I have time. I just don't, right? We come up with all these different reasons or excuses. And how often do we stop and just pray about it? Say, okay, Lord, what are you calling me to do? I want to make sure I'm staying obedient to you. I'm serving you. I'm loving other people the way that you would. So they continued on their journey here. He's connected with them. They're traveling along and they come to some water. And all of a sudden the eunuch's like, stop. Whoop. All right. Hold. Stop the chariot. We need to stop. We need to pull over. And they're probably thinking, okay, somebody's got to use the bathroom, right? Like pit stop. No. <laughs> so he goes, hey, there's water over there. I see water over there. Again, you could be thinking, oh, maybe they're thirsty, right? No. What comes to the eunuch's mind? Obviously, Philip did a great job explaining the gospel. Because this guy at this point, after having this conversation, is already going, I see water. I want baptized right now. Stop the chariot. I want this to happen right now. Obviously, he was, had the impression of the Lord on his heart was so strong that immediately he desired to be baptized. And here's where it gets really wild. We talk about things happen supernaturally. We share about things happening, and we also wonder about certain things that happen that we can't explain. Well, verse 39, when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. It doesn't say the eunuch was freaked out. It doesn't say the eunuch was panicked. All of a sudden, the eunuch was full of joy. So the eunuch knew something of God just happened. Something supernatural took place. And man, you talk about one of the coolest baptisms. You're coming up out of the water and all of a sudden the pastor disappears. Like, hello. How cool is that? That's awesome. When was the last time we saw that on a Sunday morning? Like, come on. This is fantastic stuff. This is in the Bible. This is the early church. We're seeing the things that were happening. And it's so encouraging because this did not shake the new convert. This didn't shake the new Christian. He wasn't worried. He wasn't going, wait a minute. I don't understand what just happened. No, he went away rejoicing. He knew something really good had just happened. And obviously, God had an idea of something that needed to happen for Philip because it says that he appeared at a totally different location. So all of a sudden, Philip is gone from the presence of the eunuch and reappears. And he begins preaching the gospel in the new town and all the other towns until he reached Caesarea. 
this guy's on fire. He is preaching it. He is seeing miraculous things happen. And now he literally is supernaturally transported from one location to another. This is amazing. This is really cool. But it starts with the obedience. It starts with them listening to the voice of God and just going, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And what are you doing in this moment? You see, we often have moments that occur right before our eyes. And some of them, if we're not careful, we can miss it. And they can happen quick. And it can be big or it can be small. We don't know. The Lord wants to speak to you. I suggest we start with listening. I suggest that we desire all of what God has. If it's in the Bible, I want it. (laughs) If it's there and the Lord's on it, I want in. I want to see God move in miraculous ways. I want to be able to witness or be a part of the movement of God in ways that people are drawn to Jesus in me. It's not about me. It's about what God is doing in reaching other people. This person, can you imagine the testimony of the eunuch? He gets up at church the next week and starts sharing about what just happened? Wow. Every eye is on this guy. Go and tell me more. Right? And I'm sure people are coming up. You ever get that where the pastor shares a good message and afterwards you get a crowd of people like, hey, pastor, tell me about this. I want to hear a little bit more. That's pretty cool. You know, how long were you gone? Was it three hours, two hours, one hour, 45 minutes? Tell me how it go. You know, what happened in between the time where this guy, you know, disappeared or not? How did that work? You sure he wasn't under the water? Because you're going to have Thomases in the room. So they're going to ask, like, you sure this guy didn't drown? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So we have to make sure that uh, this, this guy's testimony would have been amazing. It would have been really neat just to hear and see a firsthand account. And remember, when we testify to what the Lord's done in our lives, that's exactly what we're doing is giving a firsthand account. We're sharing firsthand knowledge of what God has done. This is one of the best and strongest cases for the gospel that we could ever have is your personal testimony, sharing what God has done. There's so much that we can share with others and others need to hear about how God has worked in our own lives. And I just want to encourage you. Does it mean that you've had something quite as miraculous? Maybe not. But that doesn't make it any less powerful. When God is encouraging you to share, he will put the power behind it. See, it wasn't Philip that just all of a sudden did this. It was because the Lord directed him to do it. God's the one that initiated it. We can't leave that out. If we miss that element and we try and do it on our own, it's not going to work. We have to have the Lord involved in what we're doing. And when God empowers us, miraculous things take place. And it is really wild sometimes what God will do. So I want to kind of stop there for a minute. And uh, I'm going to ask Brad to come up here. So he can share something that he and his wife had here recently. So give it up for Brad, guys. So, you know, uh, 
God just wants our yes. He wants us to make ourselves available to him. And um, every day, um, that's kind of the thing I do. Say, you know, God, whatever you got going today, I make myself available to you. I give you my yes. So with that being said, last Sunday after church, uh, we were planning to go to a graduation for a kid named Seth. Um, We stop in Kroger's. Now, granted, we're a couple hours early of the graduation. We stop into Kroger's. I get a card, you know, doing the normal thing. I I walk over to the gift card area, and there's a lady standing there. And she says, are you going to Seth's graduation today? Graduations are happening all over the place. That's a little weird. So she straight up says, are you going to Seth's graduation today? I'm like, yes, yes, I am. So we have this conversation about gift cards and what Seth likes. I think really nothing of it other than it was just a weird situation. So I go out to the car, and I say to my wife, I said, that was weird. Some lady I don't even know just asked me if I was going to Seth's graduation. And, you know, so I was like, okay, so that's weird. My daughter was with me, and she's like, I didn't know her. Do you recognize her? No, nobody knows who she is. And uh, so and, and after, you know, we had talked, I, I left a little bit out. We, I actually said to her, well, I'll see you at the party. And it was like, oh, okay. And we get there, and... I'm kind of looking out for her because I thought it was weird that she would be there at the party. And I see this lady, looks just like her. And I said, so did you get your shopping done? She looks at me perplexed and she says, what are you talking about? I was like, well, weren't you at the store today? No, I wasn't at the store today. And I was like, "Uh, okay. I was like, well, there's this lady there that looked exactly like you. That's so weird. I said, well, she said she was coming to Seth's party. And she says, well, that's cool. I've always heard I had a doppelganger. You know, that'd be neat to see her. So we get to talk, and you know, they just kind of open the thing. She's sitting by herself. Um, turns out none of the people that were supposed to come and hang out with her were there. And anyway, my, I walk away to get chase after my daughter, and my wife starts talking. It's at a church. So this church comes up. So well, what church do you go to? And we start talking a little bit about our home church that we're doing right now. And, and anyway, it ends up leading to uh, two hours of ministry to this lady. And guess who never showed up? That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. You can call it what you want. That lady was in that store, whether it was her or somebody else. And it, it, it led me to her. And we, we, I mean, filled the questions about God for two hours. We didn't even pay attention to the graduation party. <laughs> but uh, God was up to something. And you just don't know what he's doing. You know, you just think some weird things happening. It, it was definitely weird. But... Uh, um, like Steve said, though, man, it's just, it's just all about making yourself available and saying, hey, what are you doing? I had no idea what he was doing, but I was flabbergasted, and so was she at the end of the thing because her doppelganger never showed up. She put the connection together, too, that God was up to something. So uh, uh, we're going to see her. She was very excited, and uh, she wants to come learn more about who Jesus really is. So there you go. God's good. Thank you, Brad. Brad told me that just a few nights ago, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. By the way, you got to share that on Friday night. <laughs> you know, we need to hear about stories like this. We need to hear about encounters like this, and we need to know when something's happening in each other's lives so that we can share in it. We can understand the way that God's moving 
by sharing how God's moving. That also helps us to connect with the Lord and to not be surprised when the Lord does something outside of what we think should happen. And just to go back and touch a little bit on the the testimony situation too. um, Remember having a, a time many years ago, I was a lot younger and I was asked to just kind of give my testimony in front of the church that we were at. And I thought, well, okay, it's not very exciting. It's not a whole lot, but I'll, I'll go ahead and share. And I did, and I talked about just sharing my upbringing in a Christian home, having a solid family, being led to the Lord at a young age, struggling a little bit with identity during the teenage years, but by and large was very much uh, loved and and had a strong faith, involved in my youth group at church, um, helped out with different functions at the church, was a part of different ministries that the church had and outreaches. And it just, to me, you know, I talked about being an athlete in, in high school and stuff, but to me at the time, it just seemed like a very plain Jane testimony. Just there wasn't a whole lot of, as I saw it, excitement. There wasn't a whole lot to it. So I just, I, I left the stage and sharing this almost feeling embarrassed, like, man, I wasn't in jail at all. I didn't do anything that like, maybe, you know, like divine encounter of being freed from prison or something else supernaturally substance abuse anything like i'm just sitting here racking my brain going oh man i hope that like helped somebody but i kind of left the stage honestly just going man i don't know well the church we were attending at the time was in a rougher neighborhood and i had a lady come up to me after the service and she goes hey steve come here and i thought oh here we go I blew it, you know, (laughs) they're going to be like, please don't ever share again. No, it was the total opposite. She put her arm around and she goes, you know, I just want to let you know. And and I'll I'll say, (laughs) I'm going to say it the way that she said it. Okay. So please don't in any way take offense to this for anybody. She goes, Steven. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, I just want to let you know that was the most white bread testimony I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, uh, is that good thing? <laughs> I'm like puzzled at this point, you know. And she goes, no, that's a good thing. And I said, yay, good. And she goes, you don't understand. And I said, can you explain? I go, honestly, I don't. I don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't know why that's important or significant since my life was so plain. And she goes, no, it's not plain at all. It's secure. You know what that shows the people who are here in this neighborhood and the families who are here in this neighborhood that when you connect with the Lord like your parents did and you have a family that's structured around the Bible like your parents did that we can have hope if we teach our kids about the Lord that they're not going to keep going about repeating the same issues and falling into sin over and over again when they apply the scripture to their lives. She said, this means that you have generations of believers in your family that can speak out and minister 
to those who haven't figured out how to establish themselves in the faith so it carries on for generations to come. I was like, whoa, I never thought of it that way. I got schooled in my own testimony, right? And yet it was totally the Lord. And I also needed to hear it because I had a ton of doubt. I was like, hmm, that's a totally different way to look at it. But from their perspective, from hers in particular, it meant the world to her to hear that. And she's like, I know this minister to people because people have to have hope. People have to know that if they're going to put their faith in this guy named Jesus, something good is going to come from it. That it actually will change hearts and lives for the betterment of their families and their communities. They have something to look forward to. They know if they're going to give up what they're doing and invest in this. And they're going to spend the time to learn and connect with this guy named Jesus that it actually is going to make a difference. That they don't have to fall into the same rut. That they don't have to be under the same oppression that they faced for generations in their family. They can break those ties and break those chains and see things happen in a whole new way. That they can set their kids apart dedicate them to the Lord and watch them grow and flourish and learn the things of the spirit for them to pass on to their children and on and on it goes. And that just came from one testimony that was shared. And there was a message hidden inside that testimony that I had no idea was even there. I had no idea. So my encouragement to you is don't discount what the Lord gives you. Don't discount the power behind your testimony. Don't discount the power behind what he impresses upon your heart to share with another. You never know. You never know what God's going to do. You never know when God's going to say, pray for Tim. Right, Tim? I got you, man. (laughs) You just don't know. There's a whole nother story behind Tim, but that's okay. It's really, really, really neat. We get to be able to see what God's doing. And Philip is just another example, but so is Brad. So is Stephanie. So are all of you that are here. On a side note, another one that was, you know, kind of a small version of something the Lord gave me is uh, we were finishing up church just the other week. And I started thinking about things I was needing to do afterwards. And it's going to sound a little silly, but we, we were blessed with a used ice machine. And so I knew that was something I was going to have to worry about after, after church, looking at it and seeing what we could figure out because I've never owned an ice machine before. And there's a whole other story behind why we need an ice machine. <laughs> but <laughs> long story short, we need one and the Lord provided. So that was cool. And I thought, well, I have no idea how to set this thing up. And so the Lord said, ask Keith. (laughs) I'm like, okay. So I wrote it down. Ask Keith about the ice machine. (laughs) I'm thinking, all right. (laughs) I'm game, you know. Didn't seem like anything terribly complicated to write that down. And so then later, we're done. I went and asked Keith. And Keith goes, well... If it's this particular brand, I think Manitowoc, I think if I got that right, Keith's in the house tonight. Whoop, whoop. And uh, so I was like, I have no idea what brand it is. 
So I got this thing in the garage, and we go out to the garage. We're getting ready to work on some other stuff, and I start looking for a label. I find a label, and I was like, oh, sweet. Keith, come here. Look at this. It's a Manitowoc. <laughs> I think he was like, oh, here we go. This means work for me. No, no, he graciously was like, all right, I know about these things. So the Lord just kind of gave me some direction, which I had no idea that that was even a possibility. It was just an impression that I got from the Lord listening to his voice. And it, this was a practical need of having a resource to be able to ask questions to and be able to say, hey, can, can you point me in a direction? Can you help me out? Do you know? And to have that kind of response was super encouraging. It's like, oh, well, look at that. And that was just everyday life, guys. That wasn't anything where I was trying to do anything out of the ordinary. It was literally like just, it'd be no different than, hey, I need to fix my dishwasher. Lord, can you help me point me in the right direction? Connect me to somebody, you know, and you meet Larry down the street and Larry works for Kenmore and you have a Kenmore dishwasher, you know, kind of thing, type of deal. It's like, oh, sweet. Thanks, Lord. Larry, new best buddy. Awesome. You know, (laughs) you never know what God's going to do. You never know the people that God's already put in your lives to how they can be there for you. And so there's, there's just so many different directions it could go with this, but I don't want to take any more time with that. I want to actually take some time for us to, uh, to listen to the Lord. Um, I want to give people, if there's some people who are in the room that are bold enough to just take an opportunity that and we did this a couple of months ago where we just kind of paired up preferably with somebody you don't know and that makes a lot of people a little bit uncomfortable slightly <laughs> um so if we can do this what i'd like to see is people who are willing to participate and i'm certainly not you know it's just voluntary if anybody wants to participate and it'll just kind of be back in the chairs nobody's got to come up front or anything like that but just going to take some time and pray for each other. And just before you do so, just ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, how can I pray for this person? And don't have them share anything about what they want prayer for. There's a reason for that. They just want to hear the voice of the Lord. And it's okay to take a chance. This is a safe environment. Just take a chance. We're trying this. One of the things that we're doing and been teaching over these last several months as we've come in and just uh, to encourage and kind of stir, stir the fire here in the house of prayer is to be talking about practicing and preaching on the prophetic. And obviously the things that were happening and we even saw Philip, you know, he had a revelation that came from God. And a lot of times God will speak and give prophecies in a form of a revelation where he'll reveal something to you. It could be something that describes, like, a word about that person. It could be something that God decides, hey, I want you to tell them how I feel about this or that in a, in a way that's edifying and going to encourage and build them up. So if, there's, if you're really unsure about this or you've never tried to pray for anybody before or anything like that, that's okay. If you're willing to step up and have the opportunity, this is a safe place. And I know that some of the, the people that uh, are part of what we've been doing as a church and and a small group and stuff have prayed for others and can help with this too. And wherever my uh, 
family is, they can certainly do this. And, and I've encouraged, and this, this includes any of the kids too, by the way. Just because you're at the back of the room does not mean you're being overlooked at all. Okay. So that includes any of the kids back there. This is for you guys too. There's often plenty of stories of kids at work in the Bible. Kids who became kings at a very young age in the Bible. So, don't think for one minute that you don't matter in the kingdom of God. So, and I've said it before, I'll always say it again. There's no junior-sized version of the Holy Spirit. You're a born-again believer, you've received the Spirit, you have the same Holy Spirit that any of the adults in this room have. Okay? So you need to understand that and you need to take that on as your perspective and uh, just to have that reality. So if you have not heard that before, that's the real deal. Um, so let's go ahead. I'm going to set the mic down and kind of help set this thing up. And then uh, we'll have Simon, if you want to do some little bit of music in the background, that'd be awesome. And we'll just kind of pray for one another. And then we'll kind of pray as a group before we go anywhere. And, and uh, then we'll share some things. If the Lord gives you some stuff for anybody else too, that you want to share if you're like, well, I'm going to pair up with this person now, but I was really feeling like I'm um, supposed to share something with Tim. Uh, I'm just going to throw Tim's name out there because <laughs> Tim got ministered the other month and it was awesome. So, But if there's something that the Lord gives you for another person too and you want to share that, I want to make sure you have the opportunity to do that as well. So, Simon, if you want to just kind of give us some background music and then I'm going to help kind of coordinate this because... A lot of times people are very shy about this stuff, but that's okay, guys. It's a good, safe environment. Let's just kind of pair up, find somebody if you're willing to do this, and let's see where the Lord goes, okay? go ahead and pray a little bit more up here and uh, just kind of see what else the Lord wants to do. If you're in the middle of ministering or sharing, go ahead and continue. Feel free to continue that. I'm going to go ahead and just pray over some things I feel uh, the Lord's put on my heart and I just want to pray and see what else the Lord wants to do. And then I ask Simon to, to uh, lead a little bit more worship. It's one of the things I think we're supposed to do as well. So, Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for I thank you for this house. This is a house of prayer. This is a house that has an identity. This is a house that has been called. And this is a house that has a mission. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for this house. Thank you, Lord, for the work that's being done here. We thank you for the missions, Father God, that are being sent out. The word, the gospel, the giftings that are being stirred up and encouraged in people here now. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this house. Lord, we pray that it would continue to be a house of prayer. That it would continue to be a place where people gather Lord, where there are miraculous encounters, 
No different than what we see in the very Word of God. I pray, Heavenly Father, over this house. Lord, we release everything of your heavenly kingdom for this house, God. And Father, we pray and thwart off any attacks of the enemy. And Jesus, not only against this house, but against this city. East Peoria, Peoria. Lord, the the surrounding towns, cities, villages, counties. Lord, this entire tri-state area. Father, Central Illinois, the entire state of Illinois, the nation that you have graciously given us called the United States. God, we just thank you, Father, for working and moving in this great place. And Lord, all around the world, we just ask, Lord Jesus, that people be drawn to you, that people encounter you, God. We just thank you, Lord. This, this is so much bigger than us, so much bigger than who we are. Jesus, you are always working and moving in people's hearts and lives. God, we just thank you that you you are in control. And Father, I pray that you would help us to be able to listen. Help us to hear your voice. Help us to hear it more clearly every day. And Lord, help us turn to you. Help our first thought to be to look to you, our Heavenly Father. And to, to be able to know what you're calling us to do, God. I pray for a strength of confirmation. And I pray for boldness too. God, I pray for boldness over your church. Lord, the church has been called and given the identity of the bridegroom or the bride for Jesus. The bridegroom, Jesus, is coming for the bride, the church. And I thank you, Lord, Father, that you love the church so dearly and deeply that you are asking the church to be yours. Lord, help us to position ourselves to receive everything you have. Lord, that we would unite with you and be able to work and move in the authority that Jesus has established. God, I thank you that you have given us authority to speak. You have given us authority to pray with. That you have given us authority, God, so that when we take ground and we work and we move, we do everything in your name. God, I pray that any curses that have been spoken over this city will be broken right now in Jesus' name. Somebody's talking to me recently about witchcraft and people that are practicing in the occult and things, even in the area. And so, God, we come against that right now in Jesus' name, where there have been curses placed upon this city, the waters that run through it, or the leaders who have been put in position, God. We break off every curse. Every stronghold of the enemy must fall in the name of Jesus. God, any demonic strongholds, let them be broken off and leave right now in the name of Jesus. Father, for alcohol abuse, God, we break it off in the name of Jesus. Lord, where there have been substances, drugs, illegal activities, and gangs that have come against this city or said, this is our city, we control it. No, you don't. This city serves the Lord. This city is claimed by Jesus. You have no authority and you have no right here. And we take claim of what Jesus has told us to seek after for his kingdom. We will not bow down to anybody but the Lord Jesus. 
Devil, you've been put on notice. It's time to leave. No more ground will be taken by the enemy here. Father, we claim this land for you. Father, we proclaim your name will be lifted high in these cities. Lord, I pray that you would gather up the churches like never before. God, we're entering times that we've never seen. And we're coming out of times that we've never experienced. But you know what happened? In the book of Acts, before Philip saw miracle after miracle after miracle, the church faced the greatest persecution of its time. And all of a sudden, all of heaven broke out. Not all of hell, all of heaven broke out. Think about that. So, Father, we just ask and pray that you would loose heaven upon earth. That you would have your way. God, that you would come and that you would even dwell amongst us. That you would bring the presence here like you intended it all along. Back in the garden, you were present and walked with them in the cool of the day. Let the restoration come to fullness. Father God, let this earth be renewed. Lord, all the plans that you have given and the words that have been spoken from the beginning of time as you have created, never once has things stopped because you set it into motion. And you're still in charge of it. So thank you, God, that you are the one we look to. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Yahweh. God, we thank you that you are the one that we turn to. You are our king. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are the one. You have power over it all. There's nothing we should fear. So, Father God, we turn to you and pray and ask that we would take up the boldness that you have and the courage to face down these things that confront our, our churches and our cities, our local leaders and officials, Help us to stand firm. Lord, let the values of your kingdom be restored in our community. God, we desire to see people come to you to have families for generations follow you. Lord, all of this, I've heard so many cases of self-harm happening in recent weeks and days. It's not even funny. And God, we just pray that those evil thoughts would be broken off of the young and the old alike, but especially when the enemy comes against our kids. You ever seen an angry mama bear? Well, devil, don't come here and come after our kids. You back off in Jesus' name. These are our children. These are our friends' children. These are our nieces and nephews and family members alike. And we proclaim the blood of Jesus over them. Any thoughts of self-harm must go right now in Jesus' name. Be broken off in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that you will heal the mind for those that are afflicted and confused, that don't know who they are. God, and I pray for your grace to flow upon them even while they sleep. But Lord, I thank you, Jesus. You are bringing us into a new time. The other day the Lord told me He is a God of organization and not a God of chaos. And restoration will come after the chaos has fallen because the Lord is restoring the organization because that's who He is. So Father, I thank You. The chaos must go. The confusion must go. The lies must go. Let the truth and the peace 
the stability of the kingdom of God come and abide here with us. Let it come here and be established. And let us carry the weight of your kingdom where we go. Let people see it and experience it to the fullest. Jesus said we would be able to see all the things and more that you did. Lord, that we would witness it here. And I thank you, Jesus, for the testimonies that are given tonight. I thank you for teaching us and training us and equipping us to go forth, filling us with your spirit, removing everything that would hinder us from doing everything you've called us to do, giving us supernatural strength and energy to carry on, just like Philip. Have one encounter to lead someone to the Lord, to see him all the way through to baptism, to supernaturally go to another city and start all over again, not giving up and not missing a beat. Lord Jesus, have your way here in Peoria, East Peoria, and all these surrounding towns, Lord. All these cities here in central Illinois. Come and have your way. Come and have your way, Jesus. Come and have your way. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org slash donate. That's gphop.org slash donate. Thank you, and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.